Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual, amazing relationships. The phone number here is 888-825-5225. George Camel, Ramsey personality, host of the George Camel with a K YouTube channel that has absolutely exploded in listenership and subscribers. Thank you. Viewership, I guess you say on YouTube, but thanks for doing that. The team just let me know, Dave, we just hit, I think, a record over a million unique viewers in, a, in the last 28 days on the YouTube channel. So thank Whoa. you to everyone who's been tuning in. That's the fastest we've ever gotten to a million on anything on the Ramsey Networks. Wow. Fastest. So now, thank we've, you. we've had some get bigger, obviously, this show and so forth. But sure. But the fastest to a million is you. Way to go. Wow. I'll take it. Nice I'll take sprint. the win. Nice sprint. Well, the team does an amazing job, and we make those videos entertaining while informing the people about personal finance. So I appreciate it. If you like this show, you'll like that one. Jessica's in New York City. Jessica, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Better than we deserve. What's up? Um, so my question is, so in late 2022, my boyfriend and I invested a hundred thousand dollars in my family's fast food franchise business. And then, so in 2023, we've since made 11,000 back and that's currently in a high yield savings account. Um, my question is, should we keep it in that savings account until we've accrued the initial investment back or should we reinvest the 11,000 that we've made? Okay. How much did you put in? I put in 30. My boyfriend put in 70. Okay. And you made an 11% rate of return. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so the franchise is not doing that well, huh? Well, yeah. I don't know. You ought to be making a lot more than that. Okay. You ought to be making a lot more than 11% on a small business operation. Okay. Um, Okay, so so the eleven thousand, what is really not a joint amount. You a portion of that is yours, and a portion of that's his. Correct? Yeah, but for the the purpose of this question, we can view it as a joint amount. I just want to know, like, if it was fully the eleven thousand. Yeah. What what should it we has do? nothing to do with recouping your investment? I just wouldn't put any more in this. Um, so I would, I would take that money and just do something else with it. And I would not view it as a joint account. I would view it as separate because you're not married. And so it's Mm -hmm. not legally a joint account. You don't, you do not have an LLC managing this. You don't have a joint, you don't have any kind of joint venture agreement. This is two individuals that dump money into an account. So it is separate legally. You don't have a choice in that matter. Um, and so you ought to separate it and his portion should be the return on his money and your portion should be the return on your money. And then you guys go and do with that in your personal finances, each of you, not joint, uh, what you should be doing. But no, I, I wouldn't put it back in there. Um, you've already put enough in there. Put a lot in there. Now, if she's talking about investing the money instead of having it sit in the savings account, if we're talking five plus years, you know, if she wanted to take that money and put it into mutual funds or an index fund, is that something that... Yeah, but I'm I'm guessing they probably have some other financial goals like getting out of debt or saving money towards a house, that kind of thing, that that money should be moving moving in those directions even rather than as an investment. But should I I roll it back into the franchise? No, I sure would not. Uh, A small business ought to be returning double that. Um, And and, um, so that, no, I would not. 
Thanks for the call. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jasmine's in Cleveland, Ohio. Hi, Jasmine. How are you? Good. How about you guys? Better than I deserve. What's up? So my father passed away unexpectedly in December. Uh, oh, I'm December sorry. 13th. How old was he? Thank you. Uh, 56. Oh, wow. Young. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. So we are feeling that loss right now. He had one um, life insurance policy. Um, I was awarded 25% of it, and also my five-year-old daughter was awarded 25%. Uh both of our portions value at uh, just a little bit over $18,000 each. Mm -hmm. Um, My portion, we plan to, uh, me and my fiance, we plan to pay off debt. Mm -hmm. Uh, With her portion, though, um, obviously it's with her. I want it to stay with her. But she's five years old, and I wanted to know, uh, get some advice on what are the best options to possibly invest it or yeah, I, I would put it in some mutual funds in a college fund in a 529. Uh, go to com and click on SmartVestor and find some of the SmartVestor pros in your area that we endorse that we tell folks to go see because they have the heart of a teacher. And uh, I would I would get her 18000 sitting in a 529. Um, and... Uh, and, I, and then I'll step over into the other part of your statement, much like the last caller. Uh, you and your fiancé aren't doing anything until you're married. You are yeah. doing things with your money on your bills. Don't you dare pay his bills with this. Well, we do have plans to uh, be married, so. When? Uh, we planned it in the next month, actually. Okay. After you're married, after you're married, you have shared accounts and shared assets. But until yeah. that ring is on your finger, and this is official, do not use any of your money to pay his bills. Please. Please, for your sake. Okay? Now, once you're married, yeah. then it's all it's all in. We're all, all the money's in the middle. His, yours, you know, my debt, your debt, my money, your money, all that. And, uh... But but until you're married, because if something happened until you're married, you, you know you have zero protection on this. So it's just dangerous as crud to start to to start handling your financial transactions as if you're married when you're not. In both of these cases, and we take those calls when it was supposed to go perfectly according to on paper, and then life happened and it didn't work out, and then someone's going, "Wait, well, I paid off your debt, and now we're not getting married. What what do we do now?" Well, or I mean. All kinds of things happen that we don't know are going to happen. And, um, you know, sometimes it's uh, ugly things and sometimes it's sad things and other things. So please, 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 folks, do not have joint accounts for your $11,000 when you're not married. Do not take your dad's 18000 from your dad's passing away from his life insurance that he left his daughter and pay bills for a guy you're not married to yet. After you're married, it's not a guy you're married to anymore. He's now called your husband. Now we are one, and now yes, we can pay any bills with it, whatever whatever we decide we're going to do. But guys, you, you cannot treat these things the same because you're you're going to get yourself in a pinch. And I just uh, we love you too much to see that happen to you. And um, we run into ugly situations where people misbehave. We run into sad situations where people die. We run into all kinds of things, and um, we've seen it all. And, 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 you know, 
as long as you, you know, things don't always turn out exactly like your little plan. So until you're married, don't be combining assets. Do not buy a house with someone you're not married to. Dumber than crud. Don't do that. I was just talking to you right then. You out there. You know who I'm talking to. This is The Ramsey Show. Most break-ins happen when your home is the most vulnerable in the middle of the day when no one is home. So I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. They're the best at what they do, protecting your whole home. Their award-winning system is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the cost of traditional home security. And my listeners get 20% off their system when they sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring at SimplySafeDirect.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. We're glad you're here. Ruth is with us. Ruthie is with us, rather, in Orange County. Hi, Ruthie. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, so, you know, I currently live in California, which is, I grew up here, but it's high cost of living and we're... Not aside from the house, consumer debt's about 150k that we have, and I was thinking about relocating to Tennessee, um, as a lot of Californians have, and maybe just either use the profit from our home here. It did increase in value in a short amount of time, and maybe just get a house cash, and then help speed up the process of getting us out of debt. I don't know. That's a good idea. What is your uh, what's your home in Orange County worth? Um, it's about a million one hundred thirty-five. Okay, and what do you owe on it? Uh, about seven, a little over seven hundred thousand. I think. Okay, so you got five hundred thousand dollars in equity, and you have one hundred forty thousand dollars in um, debt. So that leaves you three hundred fifty thousand to buy a house with when you make your move, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, a million two in Orange County is probably three fifty in some other areas, uh, not New York City, but it could be in Tennessee for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Could be a similar property, actually, depending on where in Tennessee you landed, uh, or uh, Texas or Florida or whatever. But um, wherever you decide to go. Uh, so financially, obviously, that changes things. What does your husband do for a living? What do you do for a living? I am a registered nurse. I work from home. Um, I bring in about one thirty nine a year. Mm-hmm. He used to be in sales, but um, you know he's in his early fifties and kind of aged out of it. Really, he's he's working with um, special needs kids. Really, at one of the local high schools now. He just got the job. It's bringing about forty k really a year. Okay. Well, that's not that hard to replace then, and you can do your job from anywhere, right? Yes, from anywhere as long as in the U.S. Okay. So I keep my same salary, really. Okay. So you you can you know you can handle the career change, you can handle the real estate change, you'd be dead free to make the move. Um, then the only the, the bigger question than all of that is. Um, you know, just because it makes financial sense doesn't mean that your family's going to 
want to do this and that you're going to be happy and that you need to do this. I mean, right. you know, <laughs> That's you know part of the I've, I've got a good, I've got a, I was with a friend of mine last night that just moved to Nashville from California and, um, oh, wow. his wife grew up in orange County and, you know, um, they're, they're settling into Nashville. It's a different culture. Sure. Um, yeah, you know, that's part of the hesitancy either. I, I mean, the other plan was thinking about maybe just chugging it through and I'm, you know, I'm on baby step two, really just trying to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, so the answer, the, the answer to your question is, is financially, mathematically, everything you're saying makes sense, but that doesn't mean right. you should do it. The reason you should okay. do it is, is it makes you happy. It causes you to be excited and you get out of debt and pay cash for a house. Not I get out right. of debt, pay cash for a house and I'm miserable. True. So you guys got to, yeah, would you still want to move if you didn't have any debt? Would you still want to move to Tennessee? Yeah. The answer is yes. This could be a great move. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you wanted to move to a different state of income, start a new adventure. But, um, it sounds like, like my friend's wife who grew up there, her, the access of the world for her runs through Orange County. I mean, the access for me runs through the middle of Nashville. That's where I grew up. And so, uh, you know, where I'd have moved to Orange County, it'd be different. It'd be like being on a different planet, you know. And so, I pay um, to see that, Dave. Yeah, it'd be different. It'd be weird. But yeah, but I'm so, you know, you could so, make, you could pay off 150, making 180. That's not impossible. You could do that in two years. So three years, you know, it's yeah. definitely doable uh, yeah. if you're willing to make the sacrifices. The question is, where do you want to be ten years from today? living physically geographically where do you want to be living and um then that needs to make your overall decision Uh, in my friend's case they left california because of the political situation the ridiculous actions around the fauci pandemic and the crazy but taxes Uh, they paid cash for their house here in one year of income tax savings not living in california wow well, we got no state crazy. income tax here in Tennessee, which yeah. is another blessing. And so that, you know, for them, it, it was like, you, you know, the state of California ran us off is the way they feel about it. Well, we saw the migration um, numbers, too. It's the second largest Pretty state wild. for losing people. New York lost the most. California lost the next most. Man. And um, most of them went to Tennessee, Texas, and and, Georgia, and Florida is where there's the three most, uh, uh, I don't know, incoming with the, with the shift in migration. We've had a huge migration. But the migration is completely, in all of these cases, caused by the politics and, and the taxes associated with the politics. And so, um, you know, that, that's you cannot tax rich people when they can move away. They will leave. They don't have to stay. And so this idea, we're going to tax all these rich people, and then they all just load up the truck and head away from Beverly hills that is swimming pools and movie stars so there you go i mean they they leave buddy i mean that's what happens and so you see these migrations and uh so what you've got is a perfect storm between uh several of the political issues along with the uh pandemic issues which are really political issues is what they came down to and then you mix in the tax issues, which really is a political issue when it gets right down to it. But these four, you know, one or two of them people can stomach. But when you start putting three, Stacking four, five them. of these things on there, then people move out of Michigan. They move out of, uh, which is the third one. Uh, they move out of California and they move out of New York. It's, I mean, 
this is not an opinion. It's a statistical fact. Um, U-Haul is making a killing. Uh, I mean, it's like they, 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 you know, they think Governor Newsom is just incredible marketing. Thanks for the business. Yeah. Oh man. So, um, that's what's going on. So Ruthie, but I'm not, it's not, I'm not saying you're dumb if you stay, because honestly, I hear sadness in your voice when you're talking about it. It sounds like you're sad and you don't want to move somewhere just to be sad, even though the math works. I wouldn't do that. If you're, if you can look at it as an adventure and a new chapter in our life, and we're excited about this and it'll be fun and be different and, uh, whatever, then yeah, that's fine. But, uh, but, but only the, the math works on what you're talking about, but just because the math works, that's not the only reason to do it. It's one solution. doesn't mean it's the solution. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Samuel's with us in Columbus, Georgia. Hi, Samuel. Welcome to the Ramsey show. Hi, Dave. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a long-time listener. So Thank you. I'm calling to get some help um, and advice on how to best assist my um, mother and her husband, who are both struggling financially and medically. How old are they? Both about in their early 60s. Okay. What's the medical situations? So her husband has had uh, two strokes. He had his second stroke at the beginning of last year, around this time. Um, so he's very, very like, incapacitated. He has some other residual medical problems. Mm-hmm. My mom, she has high blood pressure, um, and um, she's also, unfortunately, obese, morbidly obese. Mm-hmm. And uh, they both are, but um, they're both partially so uh, i mean if you sit down and coach them on their money will they take your advice well i'm not sure sir okay um then you might be wasting your time i mean you can't make grown-up people do stuff it's there's not a law that allows that so um you know you could cover a medical bill but we need to find a sustainable solution yeah i would sit down with them and and figure out where we're going and what are we going to do to get there and then you can realize what participation you need to do but if you start throwing money at this and they're digging a hole faster than you're filling it in uh that's not going to work for anybody so you got to get a holistic approach to this and that'll help you get there you worked hard for your home it should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals and something as simple as window treatments can make the difference if you're ready for an upgrade we've recommended blinds.com for years and i've used them myself that's because with blinds.com you don't have to sacrifice your budget your style or great service from blinds drapes shutters and motorized shades they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home And their team is always ready to help with everything from design consultation to measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guaranteed, and shipping is always free. See why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com to save up to 40% off everything site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. All right, let's catch up a little bit. There is a company called Standard & Poor. 
They are one of the companies that rates things on the stock market. The most famous thing that they rate, there's a company called Dow Jones that has an average of the industrial companies, which creates the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which is a little strange because a lot of the companies are not industrial anymore that are part of that it's average. old-timey term. But it, can, it comes from the, you know, when America was more uh, manufacturing-driven than it is today. Uh, the S&P, Standard & Poor, rates the top, the largest, 500 companies that are publicly traded, meaning their stock is sold on what we call the big board, the New York Stock Exchange. So these are the largest 500 companies that sell stock in America. And that means they have a, that the, as this group of companies goes, is a good indication of what the economy is doing. It's a good indication, certainly, of what the stock market is doing, because basically they make up the stock, the vast majority of the stock market. So the top 500 companies on the New York Stock Exchange is called the S&P, Standard & Poor's S&P 500. Now, that's important because that's actually a better way of measuring what the stock market is doing than the Dow is, okay, or the Dow Jones Industrial Average or any other measure for that matter. This is a very generic measure, and people in the financial world use the S&P 500 as a, as a plumb line to tell what the market is doing. So if a if a mutual fund, for instance, outperforms the S&P 500, that means the mutual fund is making better returns than the market as a whole. If it underperforms the S&P 500, it makes less returns. So all that's important. Um, nice article, uh, James, our producer, pulled up for us. If the S&P 500 hits a new all-time high in 24, you can expect a strong year of gains to follow, according to Ned Davis Research. The investment firm crunched the numbers and found that when the S&P 500 hits at least one record high in a given year, that year's median return is about 15%. So what they're saying is, is that when the, when the stock market tops out and has a new record, that is almost always a year that you get great returns. Well, duh. Obviously, if the stock market's hitting a new record, you ought to be getting great returns. It kind of makes sense, right? So, Good foreshadowing, um, guys. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it makes sense. That's encouraging. It's an, it, it's an interesting it, – it, it is – it is a valid statistical correlation, so I like the, I like the study. The S&P 500 has tended to post double-digit gains in years with record highs, uh, Ned Davis Research said. The data point highlights two typical characteristics of the stock market, that strength begets more strength, and that stocks don't typically crash from all-time highs. Uh, so just because it goes way up generally means it's going to go up. It doesn't mean it's going to go right back down, and that makes sense, of course, too. Of course, this stash is not a slam dunk. Uh, the S&P is less than 2% away from hitting a new all-time high. If it were to do that in the next day or two or the next month or two, then a uh, you know a, the historical data indicates that you're going to have a great year, mm. which also makes sense because it wouldn't have hit a high if it wasn't or hadn't moved towards a great year. But it doesn't just jump up there and then jump down. Uh, so all this to say we're close to hitting a new record ever in the history of the stock market it up and if it hits that that is a great indicator that 24 is going to be a great year to have invested uh which means that if you're waiting until after the presidential election in november to do your investing that's probably a dumb idea 
if you got some money you're sitting on right now, I would buy your mutual fund like tomorrow, right now. And if you're thinking about pulling all your money out because you saw some headlines, don't do that either. Yeah. We found that if you just ride this roller coaster over time, you're going to hit a new record high and a new record high. And, those and then the it's going to go down. Are. And then it's going to come up. And then it's going to go down. And then it's going to come up. This is how life works. I mean, it's how the real estate, it's how the real estate market works. It's how mutual funds work. It's how the whole you know stock market works. The S&P 500, all this does that. So here's the deal. You got 100000 bucks, and you wait till November, and this market hits and does what this study indicates, and it makes – Let's say it makes 15%, which was the average, the median, okay? It's $100,000, and you don't invest it. You wait till November, and uh, the market goes up 15%. What'd you lose? $15,000. Because you didn't do what I just said to do, invest. So you stock, and let me just tell you, real estate's exactly the same place right now. Is real estate going to go down? No, it's not. We have a tremendous shortage of housing. There's more buyers, even in a sluggish, slow market where people are sitting on the sidelines because interest rates spiked up. Now they're coming back down. They're coming off the sidelines in the last two weeks like never before. But um, if you wait a year to buy a house because you're somehow waiting to time the market, you've got this mysterious insight that you think things are going to go down, you're wrong. And if you wait a year to invest in the market because you're waiting on the market to come down, you're going to miss it. And if I'm wrong, give it another 12 months and I won't be wrong because it'll come up. I mean, really. Uh, so I, I got to tell you, what what, Dave, what is Dave Ramsey doing right now? Buying. Period. Investing. Period. I'm not waiting on the clash of the old men, Trump and Biden. Not waiting on two 80-year-olds 80 80 to have an MMA to decide what I'm going to do. Because who, who the crap knows? One of them may break a hip. Well, it's, it's more like bumper cars that are running out of battery bumping into each other more than a clash. It's like two Muppets. The dirt was the old men Muppets, right? So Statler and Waldorf, is that them? That's him. Oh, my gosh. So you don't wait on this don't sit don't watch fox news and cnn and and let your butt sit on the bench get in the game shoot the ball fire pull the trigger whatever whatever metaphor we need to use to cause you to actually do the investing sports weaponry whatever it takes and whatever it takes investing. to get you moving here we'll do we'll go whatever whichever direction you need to go and this validates a lot of what you've been saying for 30 years dave we looked at historical data and the s&p 500 average annual return is 10 to 12 percent and they're saying right here this is going to could be a year about 15 percent median return and people always go well dave i'm not getting that in my account well yeah dummy not in a given one month period will you see that but over time the, the average it's is 12%. the average that's how averages work averages i think we all need to go back to basic statistical math. yeah these these uh these these sixth grade math classes that people flunked but yeah that that's the thing so so all of this to say boys and girls please be steadily investing please the people that invest are the ones that have money there's a high correlation between people who save money invest money that have money hello why was that deep you know if you don't if you don't put any money in the account please don't expect any money to be in the account why is that hard 
Well, but just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just I think keep there's doing a lot of fear, and that's why I love you know working with a financial pro, uh, SmartVestor Pro. Great, great person to work with to reach out to a financial advisor and investment pro and go help me understand this, and you make the decisions. And they're not going to pull the money out for you. You are calling the shots here, and they're going to help you understand the perspective that we're showing you on the show today. Yeah, you can pull up the historical data and look at the track records, look at the trend lines. It's really not hard to understand. I mean, it's really not. I mean, if you pull up in a neighborhood and there's cars up on blocks and the gutters are falling off the houses and the place, everything you see needs weed eaters, then, then you know, and then you pull up the MLS data on that neighborhood and you see the values have been going down it's not a it doesn't require rocket surgery to figure out that this thing's going down in value i mean you know it's just not hard and if you pull up in the neighborhood and everything's manicured and it looks like freaking leave it to beaver lives there you know and you go pull up mls data on that you're gonna see a line up and to the right hello well it doesn't take a rocket surgeon to figure that out either go buy a house in that neighborhood this is, these are trend lines. It's historical data. You can watch this stuff. This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Proverbs 13, 3. Those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. Robert Frost said, half the world is composed of people who have something to say and, ca- and, and can't and the other half who have nothing to say and keep saying it. Well, since we're on the air with a live mic, we pretty much have to fill up the time. So uh, guilty as charged. Dave's going to keep saying it. Guilty as charged all the time. Robert is in California. Hey, Robert, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Mr. Ramsey. I just wanted to say I'm a huge fan. Uh, My economics teacher from my senior year in high school introduced me to you uh, through the Ramsey Solutions Investment Calculator. Um, wow. Just to, yeah, just to let you know, uh, the main problem at hand is my father is pretty much not allowing me to get a part-time job while I'm a full-time college student. That's like the main issue at hand. Um, the background on it though, is my father came to this country, uh, as a refugee during a civil war in his home country. And he has a bunch of brothers and sisters and they ran into a cycle uh, because they never really had any guidance uh, through financial, where the second that they would get a job, which was a minimum wage or you know close to minimum wage, they would spend all of their money. They wouldn't save. They wouldn't try to invest. They wouldn't do anything with their money. They would just spend it all. And you know, even now we're still see. I have a bunch of uncles and aunts. I don't have a single uncle or aunt that is financially well off. The only person in my family that is financially well off is my father, and that is because of my mother. And because, because of, of your mother's discipline, or she brought money to the table? My mother's discipline. My mother uh, showed up. It, it was to the point where there's a story in my What mom's country did he where, come from? Uh, El Salvador. Say again? El Salvador. It's, uh, oh, El Salvador. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. And um, I had to put the Tennessee um, accent on there to understand. Okay. And. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. El Salvador. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but the, <laughs> but anyway, the, uh, um, all right. So what's your dad do for a living? He is a CHP officer. Okay. And oh, you are, and he is paying for your college. Uh, my mother is paying for my college. Well, your parents are paying for your college and you live at home. Yeah. 
Yes, I live at home. Okay. All right. Well, um, you come, like I do, from a culture of honor. So honoring your father is very important. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Okay. That's a good thing. And so, um, uh, number one, you're not going to work unless he's going along with it. And, yeah, and that, that's honoring that's him and that's honoring your mom writing the checks for you to go to school. You're going to go along with their plan. Okay. Absolutely. Now, then the next, then the next thing is, is there any way you get a hearing with him? And, um, you know, what I might do is say, uh, dad, I have admired your work ethic and mom's work ethic and discipline. And I think I can do some work and not be irresponsible with it. And would you, would, would you coach me, mentor me and let me try it for one semester with you watching my behaviors and see if I get out of line and let's, let's run an experiment, dad. And the only way I would do that though, is if I can do it and honor you, dad. Yeah. Okay. And, And so I want to honor your request but I'm asking for you to help me try this as an experiment. If the experiment goes the way you think it's going to, I won't ask again and I'll go through school without working. If the experiment yeah. goes well, and I'm able to do this without any kind of debt, and I'm able to do it without becoming irresponsible due to working, which is his fear. If I understood you right, then, yeah, then dad, um, then, then, then maybe the experiment turned out positive and maybe we can extend that. Would, would, why don't we try this? But I need your help to, to, to make sure this is being done the way you want it done, Dad. That's different yeah. than you rebelling and saying, you know, in, in a sense, using the attitude, the old man has no clue, so you're going to do whatever you want to do. I, I would never endorse you doing that. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it wouldn't work. Biggest role model. Yeah. Yeah. And so it wouldn't work. Robert, what was your goal in working part-time? What would you do with that money? Well, to give you some background, um, I followed up with Mr. Ramsey since I was 17. I, I remember coming home to my mom because my mom has a better credit score than my dad does and begging her to uh, let me piggyback off her credit card as a 17-year-old. And because of that, now I have a 750 credit score with my own credit card. Well, and you didn't get that from us. Oh no! I, we didn't tell you, you to do I decided that. to take a because of you. I decided to take a bunch of financial classes in my high school. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and so what are um, you going to do with this money? <laughs> invest it. I just want to. I you know, it's it's to the point where in order to get any type of income, I've been having to do side hustles behind my dad's back. I do computer repairs for my friends. Uh, I do digital repairs, as in you know, I do IT work uh, across the internet on Twitter. Um, even one of my friends has contacted me to open up an e-commerce business with him. Uh, I like, I have been trying to get any sort of income under the table. Uh, I already have my emergency fund set up to over a thousand dollars. Uh, and then in flat cash, I have around $300 and I've been investing like a dollar a day just yeah. for the past year into the Vanguard S and P 500, just a dollar a day. Yeah. So dad, you risked your life for our family to have an opportunity to start in the land of the free. And, uh, part of the, part of the free is free enterprise. And part of the free is the ability to go into the marketplace and earn. 
and uh, I want you to walk beside me and show me how you think I ought to do that in a way that's responsible. Uh, that's a lot better than under the table hiding and deceiving your father. You don't want to do that. That's not going to turn out well for you. So good question, sir. Good question. Honored to have you in our listening audience. We appreciate you being there. Jana is with us in Athens, Georgia. Jana, right quick before I run out of time. What's up? Hey, real quick. Um, I'm curious on how I get started on with my budget. When I have so much looming debt over us, I'm really been laser focused. I'm trying to get our financial situation fixed since before the holidays. And when I try to look at the budget and I'm thinking about the four walls, it, 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 it's hard for me to navigate where to even begin. So can you cover the four walls right now? Food, utility, shelter, transportation? How much money do you have left after covering those? Um, barely anything. What's your income? And so my income between my husband and I is 82000 a year. And how much debt? Um, so we actually not counting our house for like $115,000 in debt, and that's all been accrued since we bought the house. It's all house debt. Yeah, you, you're not spending $82,000 on food, shelter, clothing, transportation. You're saying after your debt no, payments. Okay, well, I'm personal loans. And yeah, like that's not, that's not, your personal loans are not four walls. Your four walls are your basic necessities. So There's only one way out of this. you got to make more money, sell all the crap you bought, and decrease your expenses. And use all the extra margin at the debt. Smallest to largest balance. How much, how much do you owe on your cars? Um, between both of them, fourteen nine. They're not the problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know what else you bought. Yeah. Let's get you into the Every Dollar budgeting app. Uh, we'll pay for it and uh, the premium version, and get you started here. And um, it's a great and, paycheck planning tool in there that will help. Yeah, and we'll go ahead and put you in Financial Peace University so you guys can do this. But the two of you are going to, have to sit down together and figure out what of our lifestyle we're going to cut, what we're going to do to get our income up and our outgo down. And that's what George is saying, and he's exactly right. So hold on. Austin will pick up. We'll get you signed up for every bit of that. So the four walls are basic food, and that includes no eating out. Electricity and water, utilities, does not include cable. Okay, that's not a necessity. It includes clothing, although you probably don't need any. You've probably got enough to wear if you're up against the wall. Uh, shelter, so you got to pay the house payment or rent. And transportation, you got to keep the cars running. So Gas you can get, in the tank. So you can get to work. And that's it. That's your, that's your four walls. Everything else is not a necessity. Everything else is a bad Monopoly game. That puts us hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus.